What's up, y'all? It's Zach, and you're listening to Living Corporate. Now, look, y'all, y'all know we have some dope guests on the show, executives, musicians, entrepreneurs, activists, you know, real movers and shakers. I'm not trying to, like, not drop too many names, but I'm saying, like, you know, DeRay McKesson, Jay Prince, Preston Mitchum. I mean, come on, like, we got some people. We've had some people on the show, and look, who would we be if we didn't bring y'all another dope guest, Okay to parlay with us, to kick back, to chit chat, to lay back, to, you know, to kick it one time for the one time, Nikayla Matthews Akome. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> what a warm welcome. Come on. Oh, no, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just getting started, Nikayla. Nikayla okay. is a Jamaican-born Bronx-bred marketer and side hustler term, full-time podcast and entrepreneur. Now, listen, y'all, she's Jamaican and she's from the BX, so she be working, working, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in 2016, Nikayla created the Side Hustle Pro podcast. Side Hustle Pro is the first and only podcast to spotlight bold black women entrepreneurs who have scaled from the side hustle to profitable businesses. Since the launch, it has been named the quote perfect entrepreneurship podcast by Mashable and earned over two million. Hold on. I sound man, give me some reverb when I say million. So it's like million, 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 million. million million downloads and amassed a loyal social media following of aspiring entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, I'm excited just reading the intro. So with all that being said, first of all, because she's from the BX, I'm going to add a hearty yerp and (laughs) (laughs) and I hope it's not culturally insensitive because I recognize that you're Jamaican, but we're going to add some air horns right here. (laughs) And let these joints fly. Let's go. Nikayla, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Listen, after that intro, I am on a high, all right? That is like the best, most warm intro I've ever received. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having me in the guest chair. Ooh, I'm honored. And I'm turning purple because I'm blushing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Uh, for those of us who don't know you, and I know I gave a little bit in the intro, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So, yeah, you covered a lot, but I guess from what you didn't cover, so, you know, at the core, I am a dreamer. I'm a storyteller. And when I was young, that looked like me being the little girl who loved, you know, making up stories, just being by herself in her own world. And later in life would manifest in this career in marketing, specifically social media marketing. Yes. So I have over 10 years of experience in that lane. And while I was figuring out my life's journey, what ended up happening is throughout my life, I've side hustled and come up with different things a few times. But coming out of grad school, I had a hard time finding a full time role. And that led me back to the side hustle path. But this time, I was determined to actually grow it to the point where I could do my own thing. So the side hustle was the podcast side hustle pro podcast, like you said, and I was able to market and monetize it to the level where I was able to quit my full-time job and turn my side hustle into my full hustle. And now I coach emerging podcasters in my podcast moguls program because I want other people to be able to have that experience. And since I have a lot of jobs and, you know, that's just in my blood, like you said, I'm also an app creator. So my husband and I recently launched the Color Noir app, which is an app devoted to all things melanin and black girl magic. So really excited about that. Man, so first of all, you you got you got a lot of dip on the chip because we was gonna get there, <laughs> but it's okay. We are gonna still get there a little bit late in the interview. First of all, I love this. I love yes, I love Color Noir app. Definitely in podcast moguls. We are gonna talk about that as well. Uh, you know, it's interesting because my 
I know that you talked about like, you know, how you made the side hustle, your full hustle. I feel like the scariest part of doing anything is getting started. Right. You, so you talk about you talk about kind of not really knowing what you wanted to do after grad school. But like plenty of people finish grad school and don't know what to do. And then they figure finally just, you know, they do something. They end up going back to industry or maybe they teach or something like that. What was the igniter for you to actually launch Side Hustle Pro specifically? So the igniter for me was really rejection. I got mm-hmm. rejected so many times in that period between when I graduated from uh, Michigan. I went to University of Michigan for my MBA. Shout out. And shout out, go blue. Graduated in May 2015 and didn't end up landing a full-time role until de- until December of 2015. So between that time, I had a whole bunch of rejections. I'm talking about there was one company I went on an interview. I had six interviews with, and I just knew I was going to get that role. Did not get the role. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened is I started blogging again and interviewing people one because I was trying to figure out okay what can I do I know I love writing I know I love social media let me just explore and continue to work on things that bring me joy I don't know what it means god I don't know how to make a career out of this Mm -hmm. but I figure that while I don't have a job I should at least nurture those skills so that was the initial impetus to just start the blog and I was particularly interested in women black women who were side hustling but were able to build out their business on the side because one I was so tired of being rejected I was like oh I'm I'm done with corporate even when I got a job I got to do my own thing right. I like I got to do my own thing shortly <laughs> after up. like this the last job I'm going to get no one's ever going to be able to reject me again and then two I also knew that again that I was going to go back to corporate and that anything that I was going to start would have to start as me building it on the side one thing you said in there that I love is that what I've observed, um, and especially for like younger folks, millennials, and we millennials ain't really younger no more. We like not the youngest people on the block no more. <laughs> right. uh, what we'll do is like, you know, we don't know what we're doing, where to start, so we just kind of sit on our hands. And part of your story was you're like, look, I'm not getting a job. I'm going to do something. Like you, you took that and you used that energy and put it towards something that eventually manifested into into something viable. And that's just that's so inspiring to me, no, like no boost, because I think a lot of times what I've noticed is, like I said, we'll just kind of like sit on our hands and be like, well, I don't really know what to do. So I'm not going to do anything. It's like, well, no, you could do something. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do like figure out, figure out something, like, take that energy and put it towards something. Make it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yep. Make, like Do something productive. Right. Uh, man. So that's so that's just super dope. So, you know, I talk about the, the the first scariest thing. I think the second scariest part of doing something entrepreneurial is realizing like, oh, snap, this is something I can actually do full time. So, like, as you were building outside Hustle Pro and as it was going, like, at what moment did you go, hey, yo, this is going to be me for real. Like, I got this. So, you know, I, I kind of had two of those moments in my journey. Okay. So the first one happened when I was freelancing. So because I didn't have a job, I was able to land like a freelancing gig with this organization, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, MLT, which uh, prepares, um, you know, uh, underrepresented professionals for the career field and also um, has a super dope MBA prep program, which I went through and I also went through it in undergrad. Yeah. Folks at MLT family, much love to them because they gave me a freelance role as a social media marketer um, during that summer while I was finding my way. That was one of the first moments where I was like, yo, I could, you know, worst comes to worst, I could maybe start my own social media consulting agency. Yeah. That's that's one thing I could do. 
And then, but I kind of pushed that to the side because okay. I was like, I was, I just didn't know how I would start that, how I would gain clients and right. what that would look like. And I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. So continued to do that, continued to interview, got my full-time role, which ended up being at NPR, National Public Radio in Washington, D.C., doing social media for their programming and um, their podcast, ironically. Yes. So <laughs> as I was doing that, I ended up turning the blog into a podcast at that point. And the moment when I thought, I think I could do this full-time is when I decided to start uh, going after sponsorship. So within six months of the, the podcast launching, I pitched my first sponsor and it just so happened that cold pitching, I landed that first sponsorship contract mm. and it was $4,000 and it's like, That's you know, $4,000 living below your means, like that could cover me. Like hey, I yo, can live straight, off that. So I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> if I really went hard. I could do this full time. So that was that first light bulb moment. Man, that's really cool. The other thing in your story is like just putting yourself out there, right? You took a shot. Like you had some evidence under your belt that like this was something viable with the podcast. And you said, okay, we'll put something together. And you and you made it. That's really cool because, you know, people out here trying to pitch and stuff all the time. And I know we're going to talk about podcast moguls in a little bit, but everybody doesn't make it on their first attempt. <laughs> no. You know what I'm no, saying? No, do that. No. It's like you, like you hit, a, like you hit a full court. You pulled up from like forty, like Steph Curry, on them, like, <laughs> and wet. Like, gosh, it, it was such a, it was such a good fit. And that's what I try to tell people about sponsorships and and pitching anything. Like, you really have to know who you're yeah. pitching and what is it for them. Like, what are you providing? Yeah. Is your audience a good fit? You have to know your audience too. You know what? And it's interesting. So, and I think your marketing background plays a part in this, right? Like understanding, understanding like the mind of your audience and understanding like the psychology behind even putting together an effective pitch. And, you know, I've been in corporate America since 2011. And one thing I've seen is that first gen uh, corporate professionals, especially black and brown folks, are not the best at really marketing themselves, whether that be like to get a promotion or find another job or even to like get a side hustle going or get sponsorship and get support for a side hustle. I've met folk with genuine passions. And I know like, you know, part of the TED talk is, yeah, because you didn't talk about this and all the stuff in, in your quick intro. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you still really humble, Nikayla. Like, you didn't talk about the fact <laughs> that she was on, that she was had a TED talk. And you were talking about multi-passionate professionals <laughs> and the future of work. But it's OK. I'm going to let you make it. Um, oh. Uh, but I've, I've met some folks with multiple passions, or ideas and aspirations. They've been sitting on for years. Like, like they have, like they have ideas for years. Like what advice would you give to folks who don't really know where to start when it comes to amplifying your, your voice in the working context? First thing I always tell people is you got to get out your own way. Yeah. So the first obstacle is your mind and all the stories we tell ourselves about, hmm. Oh, and, and a big thing that holds us back is what we tell ourselves people are going to think when in actuality none of that matters right. those people these, these mystical people that you're making up that are going to say this or that or these obstacles that are allegedly going to get in your way let that happen and then deal with it rather than assume it's going to happen and stop yourself before you even try so that's number one get out your own way and number two start so ridiculously small just by you can write down everything you think you need to do 
and then start chipping away at that. So, for example, with a podcast, um, I thought about it in 2015. I didn't end up launching until 2016, but that's because I needed to tell myself, oh, I'm going to learn how to do it first. So I spent some time just YouTubing. I spent some time listening to other podcasts to get a feel and doing all that stuff. Like that was part of my process, but I knew I had an end date in mind. I had a launch date in mind. So start going through the process of launching what it is you want to launch. Invest in experts so that you can learn from the best. I'm not talking about taking endless courses. I'm talking about looking at the top person who you want to replicate and investing, if they have something, investing in learning more from them, whether that be going to a conference that they have, investing in a course that they have, because there's no sense in you like sitting around trying to figure everything out on your own and getting in your own way. So those are my two biggest tips. That's, man, that's really dope. I, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of what you're talking about also comes down to really like understanding who you're trying to connect with and building authentic relationships. Yes. It's tough though, because like it feels as if everyone, especially in 2019 is in sales mode on every social media platform, right? Like <laughs> I mean, like, like no joke. I was on LinkedIn today uh-huh. and look, you know, Nikayla, I'm a fairly handsome man. Okay. <laughs> uh, my teeth, are, my teeth are, my teeth are fine. And yet, like this dentist, hit, a dentist hit me up on LinkedIn talking about if you have any, if you need anything, you know, with your dentist needs, and you have, you know, use this promo code. I was like, what? Wow. Why is a dentist pitching me on LinkedIn? I bet you what, though. I guess what? Because it's worked for him. I bet you that's why. I, I bet. I bet. And I can't knock the hustle. We live in a capitalist society. You know what I'm saying? It's you know, it's built on the dollar. I get it. You know, whatever. It's a different topic for a different day, but. With that being said, what does relationship building look like in 2019 when these platforms that were initially built or pitched to us as really like relationship building and community building um, are really being used to kind of always, you know, sell something? And people are fatigued from that. They're wary of that. Um, What does it look like to, to really build authentic relationships in today's space? Well, you know, before I answer that, I do want to say that. I don't necessarily think sales is a bad thing. Hmm. So so that's, that's where we can have a dialogue because I Come think and that's part of the reason why that stops a lot of us from taking our business to where it needs to go because we've been taught that sales is a bad word. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of bad salespeople. There, there's a lot of... Uh, practices out there that I'm like, come on. For example, when I get a DM that's just like selling me, like, and I don't even know the person. I'm like, this yeah. ain't it. This ain't it. Does <laughs> 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 like, this work for you? No, this this is not this not happening. So I know I said the dentist that might work for him, but honestly, most DM pitches are 100% terrible. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if you're using your platform to tell people more about your services, like that's how people are going to know about it. Otherwise, no one will discover it. And I even experienced that with podcast moguls, right? You know, because I did a soft launch, I wasn't talking about it as much. But when I finally really started to ramp up sharing, 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 um, that's now when I'm beginning to build the level of awareness that I want to get to because not everyone sees every post. Actually, no one sees every post. So in order to make sure that everyone knows about it you have to continue to talk about what you're doing and that's what i think of it as talking so some people think of sales as pushing and being really aggressive to try to force someone to do something that's not what i think of it as i think of explaining to people what you know and leaving and and allowing them to make an informed decision so that's number one 
And number two, I absolutely still think of social media as relationship building. I mean, um, look at us. I think that, you know, we we met via email, right? When you reached out for this podcast and we continued, even though I couldn't do it at the first moment that you reached out, we continue, you know, when something's relevant, my touch base via DM or what have you. And a lot of the people who end up enrolled in any of my programs, whether it's podcast moguls or my math in the grand program, Mm -hmm. a lot of them follow me on social media and we've talked multiple times. We've had multiple touch points and when they're looking and they're ready for an expert to help them, with Instagram marketing or launching their podcast, they immediately turn to me and trust me because they know that we have a relationship. It's it's not just that they saw my ad. Some people it is, but for most people, they had some kind of connection with me before they enrolled in my program. That's real talk. And you know what? Again, I'm a, I'm a brag for you because it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I reached the reason I even connected with you. So I, I would have likely found you anyway. Right. But what accelerated me to connect with you is because I, there are people in my network when they knew that I was starting a podcast, they were like, oh, you know, you need to talk to Nikayla. And so your brand had already established itself enough that I heard about you in other ways. And then kind of and like I connected to you through an informal referral. Yeah, I really want to add to about relationship building. So, so I'm that weird person who, like, I look at Instagram as the same way I would a networking event. And because I'm actually an introvert, because I prefer, I'm a homebody, I prefer social media networking over going to, (laughs) walking into random rooms where I don't know people. That's just always been my preference. But I'm not a weirdo. Like, I actually (laughs) engage with people's comment. Meaning, I leave a meaningful uh, comment. Once I start following you, I will, we will have actual, like, meaningful dialogue in, in him. And so, that's how I view relationship building on social media. And then when I have the chance, I do try to connect with people. And I'm doing more of that, especially this year. So there are people who I've talked to on social and Instagram specifically, and I feel like I know them, but I haven't. But then when I go to conferences where I know that, you know, a good amount of these people are going to be there, that's the awesome moment to kind of cement that relationship. So it started online and then we make the offline connection which just helps it to flourish even more i love that and i do appreciate you pushing back and challenging i do think that that it's definitely a space where you can make those connections and i love the fact that you reinforce that i think because on my side it might be just you know that's why i'm in your podcast moguls class and we better talk about that in a second but it might just be because of like the level of interaction i get where it's like a lot of just DM requests about like salesy things and not necessarily mm-hmm. like relational things. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit more about, about what you have going on and where people can learn more. I'd like to start with podcast moguls because I'm currently in it and I'm loving it. And then I'd love yeah. to talk about the color Nora app, but, but I'm, I'm going to let you wax poetic. You, you take it where you want to go. Sure. So podcast moguls is, um, you know, one of the, the major, major things that I have going on because in 2018, I realized after speaking of DMs, after uh, years of just, you know, ever since I launched my podcast, after years of just like getting DMs, consistent emails, questions, questions, questions about how to do this whole podcast thing and how to grow it to the scale that Sahasa Pro has grown to, I decided to package my knowledge and actually launch an accelerator program. Um, one of, one was to finally answer everyone's questions in one place, and the second was because when you look at the podcast charts, it is just really lacking some diversity, okay? It is, I, it and is. I'm like, I know we have a lot of great things to say and a lot of information so there's no reason why we shouldn't be up there but it's 
it's not enough to have great content. It's not enough to have valuable content. You have to know the marketing piece. Straight and um, that's what I realized was my differentiator, my background in marketing. Yeah. So I started my uh, podcast moguls, which is an eight week accelerator. Essentially, I take people through the process of you can start if you've already launched. So if you've already launched, you can go right into working through the marketing steps to scale your podcast but i also take people through the steps of launching coming out the gate strong growing that audience and then continuing to grow from there we have weekly coaching calls so it's really cool because it's not just a course it is an opportunity for me to also really learn what people are struggling with so that i can continue to stay on my toes and just refine and refine content and give people information so it's been a really rewarding experience for me I think sometimes when we are on this path of entrepreneurship, doing very untraditional things, like I said, when I was really exploring blogging, I was like, I don't know where this is going to lead. This makes no sense. This can't possibly be a job. And I still have those moments where I'm like, this can't possibly be a job. But what I've learned through podcast moguls is when I see the results that people are getting their their reactions when they break in the top 200 charts in their category and break through 10,000 20,000 and more downloads and land their first sponsor that has been a light bulb moment for me to realize like listen bloom where you are planted Mm. you never understand exactly why you are doing this thing right now but keep doing it one day it will all make sense because this is benefiting someone this is providing value and this is going to change their lives just like launching a podcast has changed my life this is going to change their life so um i really am just so happy that i launched podcast moguls and for anyone out there who's listening and you know has an idea for a podcast started their podcast and want to take it seriously and not just treat it as a hobby i definitely recommend recommend you come over to the program just go to podcastmoguls.com so you said also talk about color noir right i did but can we just pause for a second sure, yes yeah okay. i think we do need to pause I, because you're in the program and you know you you can definitely speak to being a podcaster who had a podcast was doing your own thing growing on your own and deciding to join yeah so so first of all um i, I love the passion right and so like i got this app but i ain't trying to be just too just just too ridiculous because I was going to play like like these little because like, I felt like he was preaching like mm, <laughs> mm, you know like I was like golly she is going she is going off but yeah no one, one no doubt um, I do you're absolutely right Living Corporate has been out for about a little over a year and so we're at a point now where I feel like we are we're, we're definitely continuing to grow but I want us to get to that next level and I'm a little impatient and I also just there's a, there's a lot of things that I know I don't know and so what I've loved about Podcast Mobile so far is how open it is and how it really does reinforce community through the social media uh, aspect. Um, I love the content. It's just it's just really it's just really like smartly put together. Like It's very interactive. It's self-paced, which is really important because I'm a manager at a big four consulting firm. So like I don't have time to, in the regular part of my day. I have to kind of like carve out time in my weekend to to get in. I just love it. I, I love it. I'm, I'm just now really getting into the marketing aspect of it, but what I've already gone through just to like the basics and like the background and like, I'm loving it. I think it's absolutely great. And I definitely, this that is not, this is not so even happy. an ad. Yeah. This, right. is, this, is, this is not even an ad. This is not, this is not an ad y'all. I am not a corporate <laughs> shill. Okay. I am for the people. Yo, I'm still, I'm still with y'all. I'm still with y'all. Don't play. Um, <laughs> 
No, but that makes me so happy. And also, I'm really excited for you because I'm a listener of Living Corporate. And Don't like I said, stop, it's, it's all about, no, it's all about this valuable content needing to get in the right ears. Like, you know how many of us struggle with this? I mean, all of my business school classmates, like, this is our dilemma right now. This is this is what I see people talking about in group me and these conversations that you're having on the show. So it's all about getting it in front of more people. Man, I'm so honored that you listen to the show. Dang, I'm like, really? Dang, I'm cheesing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, mm, all right, cool. So let's talk about this uh, Color Noir app. So before you get going, I love the pictures, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's super fire. And like, Candace, um, my wife, she she's a big she's a big colorer so like when she okay. she she's she's in it as well like it we're we're fans we are fans yay i love to hear that too so color noir i mean yeah i i didn't realize how big coloring books was until my husband moyo like he is um you know he's a he's the app guy of us so he has been in the app business for almost 10 years and he kept coming across all these coloring books, coloring books. And he's like, you know, I think we should create a coloring book app, but for black people. Because as usual, everything that's created is not created with black people in mind. The images, you know, look at Disney, Disney movies. You talked about Band-Aids in one episode. It's crazy. We did, that we did talk about Band-Aids. Everything that's created on Earth <laughs> was not created for us. So that's a big opportunity, y'all. For those of you out there figuring out what to create, literally look at anything. And <laughs> make it, it black. Element, okay? So... Um, you know, he brought the idea to me. Of course, I loved it because I just love seeing myself represented. You know, that's why as soon as Rihanna launched Fenty, like I, that's that's my exclusive makeup line now, simply because I love what it represents. So um, we developed it together. So he worked with the actual developers and, you know, handled the technical side, whereas I was all about the look and feel because I am a user. I am the, the target customer. So I needed it to be reflective of me. And then one of the smart things that we did, we also created created a Facebook group so that as people are using it, when we launched it, it was beta. So everyone could use it, give us feedback before we really started marketing it. And so that group gave us a really great um, feedback about the skin tones, us needing to add more skin tones, the images, and of course, Android, um, which is coming very soon. So y'all. First of all, it's so fire. It's so fire. Like, like the designs are so intricate too. These are, these are beautiful stencils yeah so like we we discussed every image because it's like what is this you know it can't be too complicated that you can't color it but at the same time we wanted images eye-catching images that you don't see every day you don't see a black mom breastfeeding her child in every in in any old app okay so right that's what we got going on (laughs) so check out color noir y'all n-o-i-r come on now and look you know nikayla you know we got you we're gonna we're gonna we're going to have all the information in the show notes. So y'all yes. make sure you check us out. Now, look, you know that we could keep on going, but um, let me just go ahead and stop because we got other things going on. I want to respect your time. Any parting words or shout outs? Yes. So party words. Um, first and foremost, I want everybody out there. If you have a passion that you are not exploring right now, 
start making some time every week just to see, just to see what it would be like if you actually pursued it. And also, if you want that kind of encouragement, definitely come over to the Side Hustle Pro community. We are Side Hustle Pro on every social media platform. So on Instagram, Facebook, just search Side Hustle Pro. And of course, I really hope you listen to the podcast if you haven't already to get inspiration from dope black women entrepreneurs who started as Side Hustlers. Come on now. Look, that this is awesome. First of all, Nikayla, for real, thank you for being on the show. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. That does it for us, y'all. Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corp underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through living-corporate, please say the dash.com. If you have a question you'd like for us to answer and read on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast.gmail.com. But look, don't play. Our DMs are wide open, so you can go ahead and DM us. We'll make sure that we shout y'all out, get your letter in that way. This has been Zach. And you've been listening to Nikayla Matthews Akome, founder of Side Hustle Pro, multi-passion entrepreneur, and general snatcher of your edges <laughs> and mine. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin from Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. 